Please join me in our responsive welcome. No matter who you are or where you are in life's journey, you are welcome here. No matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. No matter who you are or where you are on life's journey, you are welcome here. And you are wanted and you are valued here. Stories of faith that connect us. We have stories of faith that connect us, whether you're in Connecticut or Colorado, the United States or Europe or anywhere in the world. We are on the sixth commandment. We have been doing a sermon series on the Ten Commandments. And we're reminded that these are commands given to the community to bring them life, to help them live together in a way that honors each other. And our commandment for today emphasizes that. The scripture this morning is from Exodus chapter 20, verse 13. You shall not murder. I actually was laughing about this with somebody last week. I said, this sermon next Sunday is going to be super short. I'm going to stand up. I'm going to say, don't murder, go home. And we would all get out to fellowship hour 10 minutes early. It is true that this commandment is not as hard for us in our day-to-day life as some of the other commandments. I don't know about you, but I know that I wrestle uh, daily with commandments like make time for rest, not just entertainment. Don't be envious about other people's stuff and don't let other things get in the way of God. Those are daily struggles. I don't feel the command, don't murder, quite the same way. It doesn't pop up for me, hourly, maybe. (laughs) But it is also true any time that we faithfully interpret scripture that we pretty quickly start to see that it's more complex than it looked at the beginning. And this one starts right away with questions of translation. Originally, in English Bibles, this was translated as, Thou shalt not kill. And over time, as Christian and Jewish scholars looked at it, they said, you know, Hebrew has a nuance to it, like English has. And we might say that this is more like don't murder, not don't kill. So you see the complexity that starts to come up right away, because then we can ask some questions about what we might call just violence or justified violence. And we debate it when we're talking about war or capital punishment or any of those heavy issues that still come up today and that came up all through Scripture. And that's just getting the translation straight. The complexities don't even stop there. Because even if we land on something like thou shalt not kill, we start to talk about other areas of life and death, of all of the ones that are going to make you tense up as I read the list, of abortion, of right to die, again of capital punishment, of stem cell research, of war, of self-defense. You know these all because you've heard them in the news, and you've heard them referenced with this command. And the question that comes up then is, what does this say to us when it sounds easy, but our understandings of life and death and worthiness keep shifting? And I would say that maybe one of the things 
but it says is simply that this is worth struggling over. One of my mentors, the ethicist Katie Geneva Cannon, used to say about ethics that it was really important to think it through, that we couldn't treat it as though it was something that happened to other people or something that would happen down the road or something we'd have the answer to when the time came because we will all face at least one of these questions personally. Matters of life and death, she would say, will not wait for you to figure out what you believe. And you do not want to be in a crisis situation trying to make a fast decision. If nothing else, this commandment speaks to that. And it might prompt us to spend some time thinking through the hard issues of our time. Where do we stand individually or as a community? What does it mean to wrestle with these things? Those questions that come up are one of the reasons that Sarah and I are excited about a conversation series that's happening in cooperation with several other Longmont churches this fall to look at end-of-life issues. And there will be more information. This is just your teaser and your shameless plug. But I think it matters, and I think it had to be mentioned today, that those opportunities need to be created, and we need to think through those topics. But there's another layer to this commandment. And I think that it's best appreciated when we flip the commandment. So you know in... um, There's a communication strategy that says that if you're giving instructions, parents learn this early on, if you're giving instructions, you should give them in the positive instead of the negative. So instead of saying, don't run, you would say, walk, please. Instead of saying, don't hit, you'd say, let's use gentle hands with each other. Instead of saying, don't kill, we might get keep each other alive. The word Ubuntu that I talked about up here talks about our interconnectedness. And it talks about our humanity, but there's a poetic way of phrasing it that says something like, I am because you are. I'm alive because you're alive. You are alive because I am alive. Sister Joan Chittister says that the greatest sin against the sixth commandment is indifference to what is going on in the world that is sapping the life out of us. And so we might ask, what is sapping the life out of the world around you? And what is getting in the way of you noticing? Sister Joan isn't the first person to suggest that this commandment should be understood more broadly. Jesus says it too. As his ministry is gaining followers when he's preaching, just after he gives the Beatitudes, Jesus tells the crowds this. You've heard that it was said in ancient times, you shall not murder. And whoever murders shall be liable to judgment. But I say to you that if you are angry with a brother or a sister, you will be liable to judgment. And if you insult a brother or a sister, you will be liable to the council. 
And if you even say, you fool, you will be liable to the fire. What's interesting is that interpretations of this passage from Jesus run into the same issues that interpretations of the sixth commandment run into. From if you are angry with a brother or sister, at least one Bible translation has added, if you are unnecessarily angry with a brother or a sister. (laughs) And other scholars want to spend some time talking, what exactly does it mean by a brother or a sister? Maybe it only applies to family or to close friends. We might even broaden it to Christians. But Jesus can't possibly be asking us not to be angry ever, can he? We are so quick to look for the loopholes. And maybe that's because it's easier to pretend that we don't have a part to play than it is to figure out what bit we can actually do. The Talmud says, the Talmud says, all of us are responsible for one another. And that could be rephrased to say that the life that we fail to sustain, we condemn to death. I used to watch the TV show, How I Met Your Mother, back when it was actually on TV. And I'm hoping that some of you watched it too so that you will remember with me Barney's character, the one who was always doing outlandish things. And if you haven't seen it, crazy things. He loved a good dare. And if you've ever played Truth or Dare with a group of friends, you know that you will always play with somebody who's looking for the loophole. You'll dare them to put on their pajamas and go stand in the yard for a minute. And they will put on their pajamas, and then they will take them off and put on their jeans, and then they will go stand in the yard for a minute. And the rest of the sleepover turns into an argument over whether they really did what you were asking them to do. Hopefully you have all played like that. That wasn't the character of Barney. When Barney was presented with something absurd something impossible, something dangerous, he would smile and he would say, challenge accepted. And so I wonder about that. I wonder what would happen if instead of looking for the escape routes in the web of life, we would just pick onto our end and hang on to it right the way the kids did up here and smile (laughs) and say, challenge Accepted. I was at camp last week, and one of the stories that we did was the story of the Good Samaritan. I was working with second and third graders, and I want you to know that I do not go into this with a moral or a point of the story. I ask them to listen to what God could be saying. And as we worked with the story, One of the kids raised the question, who was more guilty? The person, the robber, who first attacked the Good Samaritan? Or the people who walked by and didn't do anything? And the consensus for these second and third graders was that they were all guilty. And one of them said, because we're supposed to be life givers. And I also want you to know that the conversation didn't stop there. Because as smart as they are, they're also human. And pretty quickly, some of the kids started asking questions like, well, what if there were more robbers 
and we were in danger? What if the robbers had attacked more than one person and the road was littered with injured people? What if we ran out of money? What if we ran out of time? How much could we really help? And I didn't even have to answer the question because one of the counselors who was a joy to work with and a truly gifted young theologian said, you know what? You don't worry about all of that. You help the people that you see. And then you keep helping the people that you see one person at a time. The twofold challenge of the sixth commandment, I think, is learning to see and then learning to help where we can. And the work is not easy, ever. And so I invite you, instead of being bogged down with the questions, to join me this morning in saying, challenge accepted. Challenge accepted. Friends in Christ, go forth in the love of God and go forth with hope and joy to be life givers, to be light bearers, to be people of witness to a loving God. Challenge accepted? And when you go, wherever you go, may the love of God enfold you. May the peace of Christ fill you. And may the community of the Holy Spirit encourage you this very moment and in every moment to come. Amen.